And we're live. Um, so this is Dan France with the Kurz Industrial Solutions Wind Division podcast. I have on the line Kumar um, from Federal Mogul. He has the product Diva Pucks, which we've seen a massive increase in consumption and usage and positive feedback from our customers. And I'm sure Kumar has also seen that in the field since he's the main point person here in the United States for a lot of these end users utilizing the Diva Pucks. Kumar, for the two people in the industry who don't know you because you're a very well-connected guy, could you give us a little bit of your background? How did you end up at Federal Mogul uh, and just expand from there? Yeah. Hi, Dan. First of all, good afternoon. And uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. So also, I appreciate your uh, input on the Diva Bucks. It's uh, very nice to know that the market really enjoys the Diva Bucks, especially the end users. A little, a little bit of, about my uh, background is I'm a mechanical engineer. I've been with uh, Federal Mogul for 16 years, and I'm involved with many, many markets, such as offshore marine, which means oil and gas, uh, hydropower, gas steam, wind turbines. So we have uh, several applications, and wind market is, of course, a growing market and a very important application for us. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. Kumar, could you tell me a little bit more about uh, the wind market itself? Um, you've been with Federal Mogul for 16 years. That's impressive, especially nowadays. What have you seen in terms of the evolution of the wind market from 16 years ago to today? And ultimately, what do you like about working with the wind sector in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, the wind market sector... I've been uh, actually involved for maybe around, I would say, nine to 10 years. Uh, I was not always doing the wind. So we started started with the, the G turbines uh, for the rotor locks as well as for the yaw bucks, uh, for the wind turbines. And what we noticed is the trend to uh, for the end users to go from composite materials to the metallic materials. So that's the trend that we saw with the test results uh, with several end users. Um, and of course, there are many advantages, uh, whichever the Diva Pucks, that, that's what end users liked, you know? Sure, could you maybe talk about the difference differences between composite to now the metal and, and uh, just different material types? And, and what do you think caused people to move away from composite? Yeah, you know, Dan, we have of course competitors and <clears throat> I, don't want to say anything about the competitor materials. I can talk on the behalf of the Diva Pucks. Uh, we also have metallic pucks as well as composite pucks at Ferro Mogul. But in North America, the success is seen with the Diva Pucks, especially in eliminating the fog horning issues. For example, you know, the noise uh, that is like a rattling noise, similar to if you move a table and you hear this uh, rattling effect. Same thing with the fog horning issues, which can drive the neighbors crazy. You know, <laughs> if the wind turbine is loud like that, right? So it, the the fog horning is caused by the differences in the friction uh, between the static and the dynamic coefficient of friction. But with the Diva products, because of the material uh, composition, uh, our static and dynamic coefficient of friction are very very similar. So that's one advantage of the Diva Pucks. And then the second advantage is uh, the long uh, wear life, which means our estimated wear time is easily around seven years plus. In some cases, we're getting 10 years plus. So there's different scenarios on how 
the turbines are being maintained uh, by the OEMs or the end users. So that's uh, another benefit. And again, uh, talking about the coefficient of friction, you know, we meet the requirements from the OEMs about the coefficient of friction. Uh, metallic pucks are dimensionally more stable. That means we do not really experience the cracking or the delamination issues, uh, which some of our competitors unfortunately face in the market. Um, other advantage is uh, the ability to use the grease or not to use the grease. So some of the customers will use grease, some will not use the grease with the Biva pucks. It's dependent on the individuals um, or the end users, wind farms, how they maintain their turbines. But it does not cause any drastic effect on the Diva pucks. Uh, it just prolongs the lifetime. So there are several benefits to this. Um, regarding the composite pucks, we can make those two. What, from what I hear, uh, they're uh, pucks made of Teflon and they're pucks made of organic materials, uh, fiber-based. Some may be fabric-based, but I don't have enough information on those. No worries. And what you say, and, and feel free to disagree with me, but from what I've seen, a lot of people are moving away from the composite and going towards the metallic pucks. Would would that be accurate? Yes, yes. I have seen the trends, uh, especially the OEMs are also trying to gear into that direction. You know, I cannot specifically say which OEM, but uh, the, the trend is that uh, after seeing the performance of the Diva pucks in the industry, and uh, also seeing the results for many, many years, the end users itself are putting the pressure on the customers to change the direction. Interesting. And uh, so obviously I haven't been in wind for 16 years. I'm also not a mechanical engineer. I think a lot of people who tend to listen to this podcast or read the content um, aren't at the level that you are when understanding the technical terms of the Diva Puck. You had mentioned the coefficient of friction. For somebody like myself with a, a walnut brain, could you break it down into simple terms? What is the coefficient of friction and why does that matter when it comes to fog horning and wind turbines? Yeah, so in the in the wind turbine, you're basically using the diva pucks, uh, you know, for the braking functionality. So you can think about your car, if your car you know, does not has a brake, how it will be like for somebody to drive. So similarly, you need some kind of braking mechanism with the yawing motion of the turbine to have some kind of brakes. So if you have a braking material, that means you will generate friction, right? So the concept is similar. So you need the friction in order to, you know, uh, to stop or you know start uh, the direction of the turbine you know so depending on the direction of the movements for example so uh, of course the coefficient of friction is dependent on the load so if you think about a sliding disc or a area where you can actually put the load and you know that load is reflective on the surface pressure area so there's always a uh, any movement that is generated, there's a coefficient of friction that takes place because of this impact, you know. So similar to a break. So I hope uh, I can, uh, you know, give a little bit uh, better explanation. I hope it was enough. Yeah, definitely. So just to, to clarify here, and, and that was a fantastic explanation, is there a sweet spot of friction that you guys have been able to test and engineer with this puck. Obviously you want some friction, but then too much might lead to other issues. Um, am I 
thinking about this appropriately? Well, in the wind turbines, you need actually like higher coefficient of friction. Now, typically, uh, the diva pucks are self-lubricated materials, which means we have homogeneous dispersion of solid lubricants like graphite uh, throughout the metallic matrix. But the coefficient of friction is dependent on the loads. So in the case of wind turbines, the loads are not so high for the diva materials. And also it's like pulsating and impact loads, you know, mostly. So, you know, after certain cycles, I guess. So uh, there are certain requirements of coefficient of friction from the OEMs that they ask for, uh, for the loads that they want us to test with. And uh, the loads that generate this coefficient of friction are in the range of 0.3 to 0.4 range. That's the coefficient of friction that is required in this application. And we're able to generate that. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, we're talking about the coefficient of friction. We talked about fog horning, longer wear life with the Diva Puck, seven to maybe 10 years plus. You're not going to see cracking. You can use it with or without grease, depending on the OEM. Ultimately, Kumar, who do you think is a good candidate to try out the Diva Pucks today? Um, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more clearly on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a good candidate would be somebody who is experiencing, let's say, uh, issues with their existing pucks or they have problems with their uh, wind turbines at the moment. And also uh, somebody who just wants to try a different material, different technology, uh, somebody who's saying that, hey, I've used composite materials, um, you know, I'm getting maybe three years, four years lifetime, but I want to try something, you know, which can give me a longer lifetime. Yeah, my cost may be higher, but at least I know that I don't have to go up and down so many tur uh, turbines for the maintenance. So it's a return on investment to the people uh, who want the longevity uh, and also maintenance-free operation. Somebody who's looking for reliability, somebody who's looking for uh, performance-based materials. Those are the ideal candidates for the Diva Pucks. And this is, from my perspective, being out in the field weeks and weeks on end. Um, you know, every week I, I typically travel to different wind farms. I would say 90% of our customers at Kurs are running into those types of issues. So I think this is a really um, large problem in the field. And I use problem semi-lightly um, because people are looking for a better solution, a, a longer return on investment when it comes to their yaw pucks and their yaw components. So I think you guys at Federal Mogul have done an incredible job engineering this product. And again, the feedback that we've gone for the field has been fabulous. I think a majority of our customers now have moved over to the Diva pucks and it's for all the reasons that you've just alluded to. Now, oh. Kumar, I'd like to hear also, you know, we talked about the Divas. Federal Mogul and this particular YAW system um, has other products that you guys do offer. Do you want to talk about maybe some other YAW pistons or other products that you guys also do offer to customers outside of just the Diva Puck? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's many things that we can provide uh, for the wind turbines. So besides the metallic pucks that we mentioned, which is typically uh, used for passive braking system. There's, uh, we also can use these uh, metallic pucks for the active braking system. That means the use of hydraulic cylinders instead of the springs, you know, which is for a passive braking system. So we have also uh, other materials, like I mentioned, we have in general, we have about 100 different alloys that we can use if we really want to uh, supply, but 
we have composite materials, for example, in some turbines in Asia, which use uh, our composite materials uh, in the form of segments, you know, radial segments, axial segments, uh, similar to the designs that are done in Asia, for example. Um, we also supply the rotor lock bushings, mechanical or hydraulical, uh, hydraulic. So this is the other component that we can help with. And then also we can help the customers with the pitch systems, like the hydraulic pitch systems uh, have the DivaTex or, or composite uh, sleeve bearings. So these are also self-lubricated. So we can even provide those. And also we can help with the low speech shaft transmission, but we have to um, look at the data and kind of do like a reverse engineering. So there's, uh, of course, uh, many applications, but I would say that the bucks is obviously the most important business that we see from the market. Absolutely. And I would tend to agree with that. Now, last question for you, Kumar. This is a little bit outside the scope of Kurs or Federal Mogul, but I'm always curious to ask our, our guests on the podcast about their vision for wind in the future. Now, I know that you dabble with a lot of different markets, but I'm curious to hear what you think wind will do and evolve over the next 10, 20, and 30 years. Meaning, is it going to be more offshore? Do you think the output of these turbines will be larger? How will the components change in even culturally and politically in North America? How do you see the adoption of wind over the long haul? Right, right. Yep. Absolutely. So wind is still like an emerging market. It has uh, not reached its potential and there's still a lot of room to grow in this market. And, uh, you know, of course, government is also trying to push for it. And uh, from what I see is uh, the offshore wind is also going to be a massive thing in the future because especially, um, you know, states like, you know, New Jersey, New, uh, New York, you know, Rhode Island, they're going to be spending a lot of money in billions of dollars on the offshore wind. So this is just going to increase. And uh, I can only imagine that the size of the turbine is going to increase. Uh, I'm sure it's going over three megawatt plus already. Uh, we're talking about five, six megawatts already. So uh, that means the size of the pucks, for example, may change. Uh, the other dimensions may change for the sliding bearings. So there's a lot of possibilities to grow. Um, 20 years from now, there's going to be also a lot of refurbishment business and uh, new turbine development business also, you know. Kumar, do you imagine there's going to be more manufacturers that come into the market and enter the market? Or do you see more of a consolidation of all these different manufacturers, similar to what we saw with, for instance, Siemens buying Gamesa or um, Axiona and Senvion merging. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think is going to happen here in the future? More of a consolidation or more manufacturers trying to get into the renewable sector? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a possibility of both. You know, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, you know, there's always mergers happening, you know, in the market. I would say, you know, more, uh, more foreign companies are going to try to establish the base in the United States, looking for the local partners, strategic alliances, and also the distribution business will grow. And, uh, you know, the OEM business is also going to expand. So it's kind of a tough spot to be in uh, to speak so ahead of time. But I think uh, the potential is just immense. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome feedback. And I would tend to agree with you on all fronts. Now, Kumar, uh, you know, we appreciate your time today. I, I certainly don't want to take up too much of your time, but 
for people who maybe want to get in touch with your brand or get a better feel for the components that Federal Mogul does sell for their turbine applications, different turbines um, and OEMs, where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me on the website of uh, Federal Mogul, www.deva.de, or they can send me an email uh, at kumar, K-U-M-A-R dot N-A-I, N-A-N-I, at Federal Mogul, one word, which is F-E-D-E-R-A-L-M-O-G-U-L dot com. Or I can be reached on my phone, 330-329-7733. Awesome. Well, Kumar, I'll make sure that we do put all of your information here underneath the podcast, along with the blog that tends to go along with these conversations. Again, sir, you could be doing a lot of things these afternoon. And uh, this afternoon, you chose to sit down with me and talk about your product line, which we really do appreciate. Uh, we do appreciate the partnership with you guys over there at Federal Mogul. For people listening, uh, Kurz also does stock uh, the Diva Pucks, and, and we're a huge believer in the product and the technology. And we've put a lot of uh, faith in Kumar and the technology that Federal Mogul has developed um, to pass on to our own end users. So get in touch with Kumar. If you have any more questions, you could also get in touch with Kurz. We work closely with Kumar and Federal Mogul. And uh, in general, sir, thank you for your time. Dan, thank you so much again for uh, taking the time to, you know, uh, ask me these good questions. And we also appreciate uh, working with Kurs and thank you for your support in uh, educating your customers uh, to uh, consider the perks, not just on the price, but also on the performance and reliability on the field. So we appreciate the efforts that Kurs is putting into the field and uh, spreading the word in the market. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, Kumar, I appreciate the time today, sir. Take care, Dan.